Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And we have a lot uh, of news to report and a lot of rumors and innuendo, I suppose, as well. But let's start off with uh, a big upcoming fight. Uh, Lee Wood versus Mauricio Lara taking place over in Nottingham. Uh, and it's shaping up to be what we might call a doozy of a fight. Um you got to admit, uh, Lee Wood uh, was looking pretty good a few years ago, and then uh, COVID hit, and he took a bit of a not a hiatus, but a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a slowdown in, in a number of fights he was taking. Anyway, let's have a quick look at uh, Lee Wood, Lethal, as his name uh, named. He's uh, he missed a whole year actually before returning to the ring during COVID uh, with a new trainer, by the way, if you remember Ben Davidson. Uh, but anyway. Uh, Unbelievably, during that time, a shot at the vacant uh, British crown was mandated between Wood and Reese Mould. With no fans in attendance over at Wembley, Mould was dropped three times as Wood captured the famed Lonsdale belt. And that win catapulted him to an unexpected shot at the WBA regular world champion, Chu. With the backing of Eddie Hearn's matchroom, he was able to uh, lure the Chinese boxer to Exus, Exus to Exus, Essex, in the summer of 2021, inside a matchroom square garden, uh, still under uh, the, the, the COVID-19 restrictions, with a modicum of fans watching, the British champ shocked the boxing world and stopped you in the final round. Uh, that link with Hearn has cemented further month later uh, as a newly crowned champion signed a promotional contract with matchroom, and in merely two fights later, the world uh, had turned upside down for him. Three fights after beating a skilled Irish Olympian, Wood was tasked with the same objective in 2022. Michael Conlon, a mandatory challenger, ventured into Nottingham to battle for the WA's regular world title. The defending champion survived serious adversity after being knocked down heavily in the first round. A scintillating scrap for the ages ensued as Wood's grit, determination, and heart eventually wore down Conlon. Another dramatic final round knockout saw win, uh, saw Wood win, literally uh, knock Conlon through the ropes and out of the ring. Uh, the stoppage proved essential as he's narrowly behind in all three of the judges' scorecards, if you might recall. Uh, courtesy of uh, BoxingNews24.com, by the way. And now a new challenge awaits a 34-year-old this Saturday night. An eagerly anticipated fight that was originally set for t September of last year will finally take place. Mauricio Lara finally gets his well-earned shot at a world championship with Wood's belt having been upgraded to full world title since the status uh, following Leo Santa Cruz's vacation of his WBA featherweight, featherweight title. Lara labels Saturday night's fight as an acid test. The Mexican challenger, 10 years younger than Wood, famously and shockingly knocked out Josh Warrington when the Leeds man was widely regarded as the best 126-pound fighter on the planet. A technical draw in the rematch and two more knockouts proceeded. He was uh, due to get his opportunity last autumn, but unfortunately Wood suffered a torn bicep that scuppered their initial fight. I picked him, uh, Wood said when the pair first faced off earlier this week, making a clear reference to his willingness to welcome the toughest challenger possible to his belt. He could have chosen a much easier defense, uh, but wants to prove his mettle. This is the press conference. It was uh, widely publicized. As you know, the fight's going to take place on the zone. We're all looking forward to it. And uh, and actually support uh, Lee Wood in his battle. It's going to be a good one. 
I understand that Mauricio Lara was interviewed by our friend Carl over at Last Belt Boxing, so you might want to pop along to his podcast to his 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 chat and his thoughts on the challenger, um, Mauricio Lara. Anyway, let's move along to another story uh, about an upcoming fight. Uh, later in this month, we're going to see good old Jake Paul take on Tommy Fury, probably uh, the, the only real boxer uh, to date, uh, to take on Jake Paul, uh, Tommy Fury, by the way, is he's sporting an eight, no record undefeated. It's going to take place at, uh, the Diraya arena in Diraya, Saudi Arabia. And this will be the third attempt for the two to face off in the squared circle. As you might recall, uh, Fury had to pull out uh, due to injury on the, when the first fight was scheduled back in 2021, uh, Paul then ended up taking on the former UFC fighter, Tyron Woodley, which you all recall. Um, then uh, Fury had to pull out uh, due to t- travel restrictions uh, for their scheduled battle in 2022. Paul then ended up agreeing to fight Hasim Rachman Jr. Uh, but then that weight issue popped up and Rachman had to pull out of that one too. So Paul ended up fighting and defeating Anderson Silva several months later. So, you know, you got you got to understand. Paul uh, Paul's been uh, fighting uh, no hoopers like uh, one of the basketball players' name and retired MMA fighters. Nonetheless, it seemed like uh, he was uh, just just dancing around the ring for fun and making a ton of money. Uh, but you got to admit, Paul is moving on uh, from punishing novices, as well as getting involved in the promotion side with his most valuable promotions. Promoting fellow boxers like Ashton Silva, uh, Shadesha Green, and Amanda Serrano. Uh, so, given that, given MVP, what they're doing, and you got to admit, Paul is supporting women's boxing uh, as well as his nonprofit organization, Boxing Bully Foundation. So, good for Paul. And he's about to take on um, a real boxer now, and we'll see what happens. We're all looking forward to it. Um, you know, it's love him or hate him. On one hand, he's doing good. One hand, he's a loudmouth. On the other hand, uh, he's now entered uh, into a pretty good war of words. And let's see what the results of his fight uh, with Fury will be. I'm looking forward to it. All righty. Speaking of um, upcoming battles, uh, it's interesting to see what ESPN had to say, by the way, about uh, the upcoming Lee Wood Mauricio Lara fight. Um, because they're saying it could be one of the fights of the year. Um, Wood, out of England, as we all know, uh, out of Nottingham, is faced with a new challenger, as I just described, Mexico's Mauricio Lara. And let's have a quick little look and see what uh, ESPN had to say about this matchup. Lara is no rookie in traveling, so don't uh, suspect uncertainty to flood his mind. Uh we're pretty sure weight won't, won't be an issue either, and his nerves should be uh, pretty steady uh, being on unfamiliar territory. Nonetheless, Wood will have to fight better than ever to retain his title on home turf uh, this upcoming weekend. Um, so ESPN seems to be um, backing all the words under the Let's have a quick read here. All ring worries reflect on why and how they got hit with a punch or a repeated punch, especially if caused them to go down. I expect, says the author, Wood to be 30% better uh, because of becoming a bit 
uh, a belt holder. He's tactically sound. His decision-making on knowing when to attack, feint, clutch, or disengage supersedes his athleticism. Lara's boxing style, says the author, is pugnacious and Wood by nature is also an aggressive boxer. So this, they say, is going to go down as a, one of the fight of the year. So good for them. Uh, upcoming fights that they're mentioning here, Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk. Now, we've talked about this earlier this week. Uh, will they actually go toe-to-toe? That all depends on where they can agree to fight. Uh, if they can agree to fight in Saudi Arabia somewhere other than Jeddah, uh, then that fight will take place because that's where Usyk wants to fight. If it's going to be in uh, Wembley, which is where Fury would prefer to fight, uh, it won't be against um, Usyk. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, we have another tentative boxing match scheduled between Ryan Garcia and Javonta Davis. Now, I just saw a picture, I'm sure you did as well, as Javonta Davis in a wheelchair. So he's apparently injured, so it might be surprising if he comes out uh, of his wheelchair to fight on April 15th, just a few months away, but you never know. Um, Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano, set for May 20th for their lightweight undisputed championship. Certainly looking forward to that one. Um, A tentative fight coming up that you might want to put on your May schedule, also May 20th, for the undisputed lightweight championship between Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko. Uh, Devin Haney for sure is going to win that fight. Loma's just a bit too old right now, in my humble opinion. We've got uh, March 25th, super middleweights David Benavides and Caleb Plant going toe-to-toe. That should be a doozy. Look forward to that one. And uh, Nayoa Inui versus Stephen Fulton taking place in June for the junior featherweight title fight. Um Let's have a quick read of what ESPN has to say about this. To go straight into a world junior featherweight title fight in his first outing at new weight class is a bold move by Inoue. To do it against Fulton is even bolder. Uh, Fulton, 28 years old from Philadelphia, is ESPN's number one boxer at 122 pounds. As a seasoned campaigner in division who throws a prodigious number of punches, he represents a big risk for Inoue. Anyway, he became undisputed bandweight champion in December and is chasing a world title belt in uh, his fourth division. A feat that will be surely deserve universal recognition or confirmation as the world's best pound-for-pound fighter. Wow. So there you go, some, uh, some interesting fights coming up. And one more I might want to mention that's on the horizon that may or may not happen, but they're looking at it. Canelo Alvarez and John Ryder, they're looking at finalizing a, a May, 6th, May 6th title bout. Um, they're in the process of finalizing a deal for the Undisputed Super Middleweight Championship. Uh, as I said, uh, May 6th, that may land in Jalisco, Mexico, hmm. uh, which would deliver a long-awaited homecoming fight for uh, Canelo Alvarez. Alvarez is uh, from the capital of Jalisco, uh, Guadalajara, and that might take place at Akron Stadium, according to the C-SPIN writer, a soccer venue with a capacity of 46,000 plus. Wow. Um, though other um, venues in Jalisco are possibilities, including the Jalisco Stadium. The bout will be Canelo's first in Mexico since 2011, when he defeated uh, Karin Citron to retain the 154-pound title. Wow. So let's look forward to that one. Now. On to another story that I brought up the other day, 
with respect to the IBA, formerly the AIBA, um, who are pretty well running uh, the amateur uh, boxing championships and apparently, according to some organizations around the world, running them poorly. As you know, uh, some organizations like uh, Boxing uh, USA, uh, the Irish Boxing Federation, and the British Team GB have all pulled out and chosen to boycott uh, the World Championships. Now we hear that the Czech Republic has joined Britain, USA, and Ireland, as well as Canada and Sweden uh, in their boycotting of the IBA World Championships. Uh, these countries now join uh, in planning uh both united states and ireland uh to be absent from the upcoming international boxing association events that be the women's and men's world championships this year due to the planned participation of russia and belarus under their national flags um said the czech uh, president of the boxing association Marek Simak. Uh, it bothers us. It's wrong. The association is led by a Russian who's in very close relationship with Russian President Vladimir Putin, and everything is paid for by Gazprom. The stupid thing is that Europe is a small. Uh, it, that Europe is small, and the IBA President Umar Kremlev influences it worldwide with money. The problem is that some states allow themselves to be bribed. Boxing Canada said in a statement its boycott was due to the planned participation of Russian and Belarusian athletes, as well as a protest at the sport's governance. Uh, said Ryan O'Shea, who has appeared on Talk and Fight before, he's Boxing Canada president. Given the continued corruption within the International Boxing Association, we have significant concerns surrounding the risk our sports faces and its future within the Olympic lineup. We understand the implication this decision will have on our national team athletes, and we're working diligently alongside our sport partners to find a suitable replacement tournament to continue the development of our high-performance athletes in preparation for Pan American Game qualifiers, as well as the 2024 Summer Olympics in Paris. Meanwhile, the Swedish uh, Boxing Association chairman Pure Axel Schoholm uh, said IBA's decision to allow Russian and Belarusian athletes to feature uh, was the main factor in their decision to join the boycott. We do not accept IBA's handling. Uh, there's no democracy or transparency. We've worked for several years to bring about change, but without success. Uh, then they made the decision themselves to allow Russia and Belarus to compete, moreover, under their national flags. Another reason is that Olympics are much more important to us than the world championships organized by IBA. So it was an easy decision for us in Sweden, he concludes. So there you go. Uh, another update on the Olympics and the world championships that precedes them, uh, run by Umar Kremlev and his people at the IBA, the International Boxing Association, uh, which is sure to face further criticism from other boxing associations around the world as we move closer to the women's champions championships up first and then the men's championships. Right, boxing fans, that's all the news fit to print for today. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight. Uh, remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and join me later on at 4 p.m. 
uh, with Mike Gore and Cedric Band for their show, Knuckle Up. Thank you. <laughs>